Hey guys, welcome to episode 35 of Defy the Norm podcast. So today I'm sitting down with Annika Ming. Uh, she runs a blog and you'll see on Instagram and all the awesome social medias, Born to be Adventurous. Now Annika, when her kids were really young, they went in van life, her and her husband and her two beautiful daughters van life for a while and got to explore. In fact, I remember they went down to my my hometown of San Diego and loved it there, surfing and the amazing vibe of Encinitas. And then now she runs her blog and she's got some really cool projects she's gonna share with us, like her book about hiking in the Canadian Rockies all around Calgary, and this really rad app that she uh, is thinking about releasing. So without further ado, let's get to the interview. To inspire you to boldly and unapologetically live outside the box, dream big, and question everything. This is the Defy the Norm podcast with nomads with a purpose. All right, today on Defy the Norm podcast, I am so excited to be interviewing Annika Meng uh, with Born to be Adventurous. Hi, Annika, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, I'm so excited to be here. I can't wait to pick your brain because you, um, I look up to you for a lot of things, which you're gonna probably say like, oh no, but you're like, I have five kids and stuff like that, but you're pretty badass yourself, so I can't wait to. Uh, <laughs> Hear, hear your backstory. Um, one of the big things that I noticed is like you've been with your husband about it, like from I started dating my husband when I was 17. You were 19, right? When you guys, yeah. I mean, that right there is kind of defying the norm to start with, right? Because it's it wasn't very, you, your friends probably weren't um, getting married as young as you, or, or at least uh, it didn't end up marrying the person they were dating at that age. Did you feel like a little totally, bit, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So it's, I mean, how's that been? Like, do you feel like it was uh, great like, starting right into marriage and kids kind of young? Well, you guys had to travel a little bit, right? You went to Bali. Is that right? Yeah, we went to Bali. We went and we lived in Nepal for three months after we got married. It actually, it's so interesting because I feel like we went through a lot of the rocky times before we got married. And so by the time we were married at 24, I felt like we had kind of dealt with a lot of stuff beforehand. And so once we got married, then we just kind of jumped into life and living together. But it's interesting, like when we lived the van life with our two kids about, you know, three or four years later, we didn't realize that we had work to do on a relationship in terms of just staying connected with each other. Um, so it's interesting how you can be with someone for so long, you can fall into a routine and then realize that, wow, like this extra time and added time is making us so much closer and made all the difference. Because when you do meet someone when you're young, it can be so easy to follow in the everyday norm instead of actually trying to you know, connect on a deeper level again. Plus, I felt like being younger, like you're, you have to be working on yourself simultaneously as a couple. Like you don't have that ability. It, it was so hard. I mean, it was hard and it wasn't hard because you mentioned van lifing being hard and I'll say that uh, it was super hard. But 
but I don't know. I never really thought about having to develop my own sense of self until we got to a point where we were traveling. And then I realized being in such a small space together, like we never had issues or fighting until we started traveling full time in our RV. And then I'm like, oh, like there's this so much self growth that you go through in that tight quarters traveling in to begin with. And then to be like, oh, wait, 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 we don't like, I don't know, your routine with work is totally different than what your routine feels like when you're together 24 seven in a van or an RV, right? Did you feel that? Totally. Yeah. I think for us too, it was just like pulling ourselves away from the everyday so that we actually communicated with each other. So it was like the washing the dishes moment or like being stuck. Like our van was so small. So we would be underneath our kids. They'd sleep on top, like in the pop top. And so we'd be just stuck in the bottom, just having to hang out without any TV or anything. And so it was like, what do you do? You talk or, I mean, you also do other things because yeah. you're like, oh, the kids are up there. They can't. Yeah, so right. little they can't hear. <laughs> so that yeah. like in itself, like we connected in a, you know, just more often. And it was like, wow, like we, you know, needed that, um, which is kind of funny because I feel like we, we should have fought more on our van trip, but I feel like we actually just needed time away from devices, away from social media, away from our work to actually be like, let's work on each other and just be together um which is kind of interesting because i thought we would have fought more um but it was almost like a breath of fresh air to finally have time to connect and talk well i think there's probably listeners out there that are like uh yeah sign me up i want more of that because there's just not <laughs> enough time yeah for i guess for us coming uh my husband and i worked together for so many years that um we did see each other it was just seeing each other in a different it was really our sports or the uh, mode at which we traveled was really stressful and the and doing it with sports and young you know five kids i'm sure that threw some part in the mix it was constantly <laughs> like luckily it was good that my husband didn't love to do many adventures because he would just stay back with the youngest kids and and play with them while we'd go hike or rock climb and stuff like that but it was it was that was, that's a different side side tangent, but it was definitely a, a new challenge for us. Uh, I do remember that you said, I think on your van trip, you guys went to San Diego, that that's your favorite we spot. We did. Is it is my favorite spot. I've been there a few times now, and I just, I don't know what it is. I think it's the temperature. It's not too hot. I think like where we would stay, um, forget the name, but it's like very popular, like a lot of camping spots along that area, but it's like right on the beach. I think so you could, guys would stay at San Alejo, which is, yes. Yeah. That's, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it just, and so it's affordable. We'd wake up and by, when you have little kids, it's just hard to like go places. Um, you know, you have to pack up, you have to do everything. So like I would, we wake up, I would make breakfast. My husband would go surfing. He'd come back. I'd go surfing. He'd get the kids ready to go down to the beach and surfing. You don't last like, like you last maybe yeah. a couple hours. We get tired. Um, so then you're done and then you go all play on the beach and then go out for dinner or do whatever you need. Um, oh, and like you want to do. And then you go surfing later too. Exactly. So. We, when we first moved into our RV in 2015, um, I, I would reserve as many uh, times I could at San Alejo and then just use different names so yes. that we pretty much tried to live there for a uh, couple months out of the year. 
as much as we could. And then we'd get kicked out and we'd go down to Silver Strand and IB, which the surf isn't as good, but you're on like a sandy beach there. And we would just alternate between those two campgrounds. And it was, it was so amazing. It, it honestly, until 2020 it, and things got so bad in California, I loved being able to go back to uh, Cardiff or San Alejo as often as possible. It was great. It's, it really is like the ultimate travel destination. If you can get that camp spot without though, it's like, yes. really <laughs> yes. it's a really hard to get those sites now. It, it was, it is. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right, like going across and then you have the, like, it wasn't the healthiest, but VG donuts across the street there. Those donuts were oh, ridiculous. Those are so <laughs> good. Yeah. We like met people in California on our road trip and they had a VW van. So I actually like, one of me, my girlfriend and I, we went back and stayed there and we stayed in one of their VW vans. They just camped it out for us. We got to use their van and it was just I just love it there. I, we talk about when restrictions lift and when we feel comfortable coming back to the States and going to California, like that's where we want to go. Like we just love yeah. it. <laughs> I had, uh, I had to run back to pick up a couch cause we're renting this house in Montana right now. And I had to go get my couch in San Diego and I stopped on the way to, um, I was going to have to go out to East County, which isn't as nice as San Alejo. And I had a friend who was, who lives in Encinitas, like a mile from San Alejo. And oh, we ended yeah. up camping in front of her house the whole week instead, because you just get there and you're like, I don't want to move. I don't want to leave. I'm just so happy here. It's always 70. It was really nice. Yeah. There's something magical about the air yeah. for sure. For sure. There is. It's just, yeah, you know why there's lots of people that want to live there. You know why it's just worth it to just be there. It's not too hot. You're never scorching hot, but you always, it's never cold either. <laughs> so it's just perfect. Now, did you know how to surf before you went down there? Um, I had been surfing um, like a Tofino in Canada. I'd been surfing. I actually learned to surf in Portugal. Um, I used to play rugby. So after a big rugby um, tournament, I stayed after and learned to surf. Um, but I feel like the times I've been there is when I solidified it more, like and was able to start doing more yeah. green waves more consistently. The waves are just so consistent. The weather's, uh, the temperature of the water is really nice. Um, yeah, it just was really, it wasn't messy. Like the waves weren't yeah. messy. Like some places can be. Well, I was going to say like, that's what made me ask is because it's not the best place to truly learn since it's not a sandy bottom, but if you can surf, I've surfed all over the world and it's pretty much the best break unless you're looking for like bigger, more powerful waves. But if you're like a two to four foot day, there is not, that wave breaks so beautiful. It's really, yeah. Oh, I miss it. <laughs> I know. I'm like, take me there now. <laughs> oh, so I good. love it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the break is, it's not too big. Cause we're not like big wave surfers at all. And we, you know, so being able to consistently like know how you're going to catch the wave and try to catch the green it's like especially as someone who doesn't live near it you know it is a lot of work and takes a lot yeah. of time to actually be able to learn to catch that green wave so yeah that's awesome okay so let me ask you then the other sport you snowboard have you been snowboarding all your life because your kids are like amazing snowboarders right <laughs> it's been uh this year has been outstanding like fat like you know, like I talk about with my babies and, oh, it's, you know, get up with your kids, do all this stuff and their babies and all this stuff. But it's like a lot of work. And this is the first year where I feel like I'm like, 
I'm really benefiting from all that work this year. And so, yeah, I started snowboarding when I was in grade six. So I was about what, 12 then. Um, and then I've been just snowboarding since then. It's one of my favorite sports. I love it. Um, snowboarding or surfing. Those are kind of like my jam. Um, yeah. And then we just started our kids when they were one and three. I think they might have been, no, they were one and three just by pulling them. But now, you know, I did a hike with my oldest daughter who's seven years old and we hiked up to this fresh powder spot and I took her down, you know, a, a black dime and it's short. And I knew, you know, the biggest risk was that if she, you know, just fell on her bum or tumbled down a little bit, but no, there were no cliffs or anything like that. And she actually did some turns in the powder. She like went down. I like, she was so happy and proud of herself. She felt brave and she felt strong and full of confidence after that. Um, it just was, it's incredible to see your kids. I mean, you have such active kids. I'm sure you have felt the same at different moments, but it's just nice to see them really take up what you love to do as well. And snowboarding is one of those things. And we just have a blast with like our five and seven year old. Well, she's six now, but she was five throughout the year. So. Yeah. yeah, and it's not so much even just the achievement of it, it's the uh, growth that you know, what they have to overcome in their mind to be brave enough and process so much information. Because, uh, yeah, Gabby would be, well, with surfing, she's way better than me, and then rock climbing, too, and I just watch her lead, and, like, man, the, the amount of calmness in under pressure, I just, like, it, I'm in awe, and it's, it's really, yeah, it's exciting to see it. Um, some people, I don't know, maybe I want my kid to go to Harvard or go to this, not me. I'm like, I, there's nothing better than watching my kid overcome like the mental fear and like still persist and do it. It's pretty amazing. So I see kids will be totally. going snowboarding. Yeah. I go, I where I'm not nearly, I'm not good at that either. I'm, <laughs> I'm just out there. <laughs> We've only, I have a couple seasons under our belt, but just watching like these little kids, it's incredible. I can't believe at one years old, you can her on the snowboard and and <laughs> that they can go anywhere i know i totally agree i love i've loved watching your like gabby like just hearing what she's able to do rock climbing i was just it was so fun to learn that because i think i look at that and we climb with our kids and i look at what i'm like oh that'll be my kids someday yeah. like they'll be leading because you know it is a hard and it is you know I mean, you just see them improve and you're like, they're just, I wonder how long until they're going to be better than me. And I, I watch your kids and I just think, wow, that'll, that's like amazing. And that's kind of where our kids are headed. And I look up to that and I love that so much. Um, crazy. I was, Go yeah. ahead. keep going, keep going. No, we, oh, I was just going to say like, and then how you just talked about how kids, you know, like, like a lot of people will say, oh, your kids, like they have no fear. And I always say, you know, like my kids actually have quite a lot of fear, you know, and I have to work with them like to be able to do these things because it is scary. And, and so we, we do like, you know, little things to help them gain the confidence. Like when we first went down black runs, they were like, this is so steep. I can't do this. This is crazy. And I say, well, I would take you unless I thought you could do it. Let this is how we can go down. And they build up that confidence and that's how they're able to do those things. Um, is because we go through that process. So it's not that all our kids are, you know, have no fears. I think our kids have, you know, faced fears and been able to find ways to become confident in their skills to be able to do those things that 
um, they might be afraid of, but can still do, if that yeah, makes sense. <laughs> totally, because um, I think repetition is just so key. People forget how many reps they need and making it so it's constantly just gradual progressive, a little bit harder, a little bit more, and telling the kids in those situations, because my kids are extremely fearful too, that like, like I, I wouldn't tell you to do it unless I was confident that you can do it. And we just go, we go a little bit and then we stop. And even I have to use that on myself right now when I lead climb, because I get lazy to lead climb since Gabby's so good. I'm like, oh, it's okay. You just set the rope. And this last trip I go, you know what? I'm just going to go one bolt at a time. I need to do what I tell my kids and just go one bolt and I can always choose to come down, but you got to just every bolt evaluate. Do you want to keep going? Do you want to keep going instead of sometimes we look at the goal too big, maybe and we have to break it down into small tangible steps, but yeah, I don't, I feel you. My kids are super cautious. Yeah. And I think it's important to note that it's like, we're that way too. Like I think about myself climbing and I get so nervous when I lead climbing. <laughs> you know, but I'm trying to work through it. And it's, you know, it's like, you have to think, well, this is how I feel lead climbing. Well, think about my daughter learning to turn on her snowboard. Well, for her, that was her lead climb, you know, was yeah. trying to be like, if I turn, it's hard and I fall. And so I'm um, trying to like help them through that. Just like we have to, you know, overcome those um, challenges as well. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're going to love it. Yeah. I don't know. Let's see. She's seven. I think Gabby passed me up in surfing at 14 and then climbing like last year, maybe two years ago, somewhere around 18 or 19. So <laughs> you're starting younger though. We didn't start as She's young. With our kids. She's 20. So okay, yeah, 20. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping to hold off a few years for snowboarding. I think it'll take them a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, that's awesome. Um, since we're talking about kids, another thing I, uh, I saw on Instagram, you posted uh, your daughter, your youngest daughter, just had a birthday and you're celebrating her home birth, right? Is that? Yeah, yeah. It was fun to like think about. It's fun to talk about with them. And it was just such a, you know, people some, sometimes think like, oh, you know, birth, we talk about it being scary or hard and it was hard with my second, but it, I felt so, um, alive after and strong. I even like, I feel so silly saying this, but I looked at my midwives and I was like, that was so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny saying that, but yeah, it just, you know, my first daughter, like, I think I was in, um, labor the full day before and, you know, it was my first, so it was a little bit more nerve wracking and I still love her birth as well. Like it was a pretty, I was pretty fortunate. Um, and that's even a funny story in itself. And so I had her in the hospital, but was only there for three hours before we went home again, cause we had the midwives, but then to feel more confident with my second and feel like, you know, I don't need that security of the hospital. Um, yeah, let's just try to do it at home. Um, and just how empowering that felt and to have her and to just like, I had her standing up, I was holding on to my husband and we were doing squats together. And then all of a sudden my baby's in between us both. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, like it just was, it was hard. I remember feeling, I read a book called Anime's guide to childbirth. And I remember her writing in it when you feel like you're going to die and you yeah. can't handle it anymore that's when you're going to give birth to your baby. And I remember feeling that way and being like, my muscles are going to give out. I have no strength left. And then I was like, boom, 
this is, I'm going to meet her like in the next little bit. I'm going to meet her. Let's do this. So yeah. yeah, I had my fifth at home and it was, um, I also let's tell anybody who's thinking of having a home birth. Ina May's book, the guide to childbirth is so it's such a game changer. Like it gives you so much confidence and you're completely right. I remember distinctly that moment where I was like, looked at my husband, like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? And then before you know it, the baby's born. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then it's so surreal because I hate hospitals and it was horrible to be in. I was like trying to get out of there as fast as I could with my first four. And for the fifth one to be like, oh, I just get to lay in my bed now. And I remember like posting within an hour of like, oh, here's our baby. And we're all sitting down at the dining room table. And it was just, it's so surreal. So it's, it's really, I know I, I don't want to like ever tell people you absolutely have to because you have to have the mindset that you want to do it. But I think if you want to do it, it's so, it's such an amazing experience, way better than what a hospital feels like. Exactly. And I also think like, you know, with anime's guide to childbirth, she also touches on that not every birth, you know, can be, you know, that ideal home birth, that kind of thing. And sometimes you will have to go to the hospital and that's okay too, but it kind of just shows the other side of it, which I really loved. And I, I just can't recommend that book enough. And like for us, I loved like my, I was really nervous. We didn't have family around, so I had no one to take our daughter. So I would like literally read her books about you know, in case she was there in the room, like the baby's coming out of the vagina. Yeah. <laughs> so I like, I was like, she needs to be prepared. And so we had my husband's friend from work came to pick up Etta, he took her to the park for like three or four hours. She got home at 9 30 PM to meet the baby. Um, and then the next morning they like made me French toast. And I distinctly remember her little, you know, body. She was like under two. So she was 21 months and she brings me some French toast in bed while I'm breastfeeding our baby. And I just was like, this is so nice. I didn't leave our house for like four days that time. And it felt, I just like connected. It was just wonderful just being in that just together in our room. I don't know. Yeah. It just was so surreal. If I ever have, I don't think we'll have any other kids, but if I ever did, I'd try to do another home birth if that was in the cards. So yeah, that's awesome. awesome. Okay. So let's see, you pretty much defy the norm in birth, uh, all your sports, um, <laughs> you're always so nice. Just, yeah. <laughs> like, all these oh, things. <laughs> um, and then entrepreneurial, like being out, having a business and running a blog and you do an amazing job. I always look at like, I go, gosh, how does Annika do so much in community? I just, it's like one layer that I have not been able to build up as much because it's just, I feel so spread so thin between all the other things. So tell, tell our listeners, you know, a little bit about what it's like to like be a mom and run this blog and nurture a community. You have to feel spread so thin some days. Yeah. Oh, I mean, if I were to say it was easy, that would be a complete lie. (laughs) It's been, uh, you know, I I have a a blog called Born to be Adventurous and a social platform. And then I have um, Born to be Adventurous Mamas groups across Western Canada. And I have a general one as well. That's a discussion group. And I love those women because they're also supportive in like the parenting journey, especially outdoor parenting. Um, Any background is welcome. I've actually like on numerous occasions thought about ending them, (laughs) 
but then something happens and they grow. Like, I think it was last year. I was like, I can't handle this anymore. I'm done. And then this lady reaches out and is like, I love the born to be adventurous mamas groups. I want to create one in Vancouver. And so I, one of my goals, especially starting last year is I'm saying yes to things that come my way. So I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And so we created, she created that one. Um, and it's just been growing, um, which is incredible. So yeah, so it hasn't been without its challenges. Um, and then through that, um, it's amazing. Like, I think when I started Born to be Adventurous, it was less of a business and then it's become more of a business, which I'm proud of. You know, I used to be not want to, you know, feel kind of funny saying that I, you know, wanted to make money off of it, but to be honest, to keep it going, I mean, I work on this full time. Like I have to make money. If I don't make money, then <laughs> it just yeah. says I can't do it anymore. And I think that's the reality. As I said, families want this kind of stuff and this information, but I, if I'm going to continue to do this, I have to make some money. Otherwise I can't keep doing it anymore because my family needs food. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's right. literally what, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's been really cool. Like I've had some pretty awesome partnerships with tourism agencies, um, I'm able to make a little bit more money off my website. Um, any purchase you make through it is super helpful. I wrote a book and I launched my first hiking guide for families with hikes around Calgary, Banff, and Canmore and Kananaskis. And that book, I've sold over 1,200 copies now since last June. So that's exciting. Um, and then I've now started a new project that I'm very excited about. Um, it's very new. Um, there's lots of kinks to the platform but it's called trail collective and our goal with that um funny enough the lady who started the born to be adventurous moments vancouver we actually are partnered on it um and that will provide families with trail and road trip information that they need so it's a trail stroller friendly how hard it will be for their kids um where should they go after where's the best playground you know the ice cream shop that you want to go to or do you want to go for beers and French fries after that hike, where should you go? Um, so we really want to connect families with that outdoor adventure experience. Um, and we're really just at the beginning of our journey. Um, so, so it's exciting. <laughs> That's awesome. Is it going to be an app? Yeah. So we think we're trying to figure out what our users want the most of. So it'll most likely develop into an app and a website platform. So you can use both. Um, but we're really just first testing to see, do families want this? And after our first week of launch, it's pretty clear that families do yeah. <laughs> want this information. So, but you never want to put in, you know, creating the type of thing you want to create is a base price, you know, of a hundred thousand dollars. So you never want to put your, you know, start creating something unless, you know, that's something that people actually want. So that's what we're on the road. And, you know, I felt used to feel embarrassed kind of saying that this is what I want to do, but I've now been like, you know what, this is crazy that I want to do this. And I wanted to do this type of platform for five years. And I just finally last February before COVID was even a thing was like, I'm going for it. I'm going for trail collective and I'm going to try to see if I can make this a thing and happen. Yeah. <laughs> I love the idea. Cause I always feel like uh, we always finish a hike and we travel through town so fast that you don't know like where, where's the best brewery. I mean, my priorities are right there. So I finished. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to know where the best brewery is and I want to, I want a burger. So I, I vote for it. I think that's a great idea. No. Well, thank you. <laughs> we'll see where it goes in the next, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of changes. It's up right now and we're just 
accepting hikes and information. And then we're working with some businesses to hopefully, you know, get their message out too. Cause I know that, you know, businesses have been hurting during this time. And so we want to connect them, you know, cool local businesses to, um, to families as well. So, yeah. Cause you're, you're around Calgary. Um, I used to live in Calgary and now I live in a place called Regina, Saskatchewan. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's okay. <laughs> like, no, so is that funny? Don't. You have to, um, it's a beautiful place. And the cool thing is like we went on a backcountry trip and literally saw no one. Um, so that's the amazing part is you can go and you're not, you know, around crowds of people, which is amazing. Um, and yeah, but you should look up. There's a, a really funny video of Ellen DeGeneres saying um, Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Well, um, I was trying to think if there's, so let's see, what's the, um, what do you think the craziest thing let's say that you feel like you've done, like whether it's totally defying the norm or just for fun, like you thing, like any crazy stories you want to share? Oh, well, can it be pre kids? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So, so one thing that like me and Jess, my co-founder of Trail Collective talk about is before having kids, this sounds so bad, but we used to not plan as much for our adventures. We didn't think about safety as much, which isn't good. Like if you don't have a family, you should still be thinking about those things. And now that we have a family, we think about those things more and want to be more safe, especially for our family. So anyways, I did this backcountry trip with a group of people and it involved like bushwhacking, following trail markers. It was like, you know, sometimes creating the trail for ourselves because there was no trail. And we hiked to these canoes then that were like hidden in this random forest. Like it was in interior BC. And then we had to canoe across lakes to go to where we wanted to go. Anyways, we actually just found one day, we're like, this is mountain. We're going to summit this mountain today. We're going to use our compasses. We're going to do whatever to get up to this mountain. And then we'll come back to our canoes and canoe back to our site. Well, I feel like a complete dummy because I left and it was a beautiful sunny day. I'm wearing, you know, my um, tank top and shorts. I didn't bring a rain jacket. I didn't bring safety. Like it was really stupid. So don't do this. And everybody's probably shaking their heads. Like you're a dummy, like everything, all that kind of stuff. So we went up and we're sitting at the top. We didn't end up making the summit, but we were close, but we're like, you know what? It's getting late in the day. We want to make sure we're back and safe because we didn't follow a trail. So we knew getting back to our spot um, would take some time. We look to the corner and the sunny um, sky is like pitch black and there's a storm coming in and we're like, Oh no, like what are we doing? We have to leave now. So we packed up our stuff. We start making it down. It pours, it hails on us like thick chunks of hail we go through like puddles of water that are up to our like waist to try to get back. I tumbled down a mountain. It just was a recipe for disaster that I am not proud of. I got mild hypothermia. So maybe this isn't the best, but I got mild hypothermia. They had to warm me up. They had to help change me when we were back at the site. Ended up being okay. Um, but yeah, I think that's a story you like never go unprepared. Um, but the funny thing about this story is I used to hate olives. And then the next day I ate an olive and I loved that olive. And now I love olives. <laughs> you had to have a near death experience to, uh, 
<laughs> to like olives. like olives. You're telling me that story. I'm thinking about um, how you're saying, first you say safety messages and I'm like, yeah, I'm not very good about that. And um, they, but then I think about for my kids that, cause I'm not very, I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, we'll figure it out. We're good. We'll figure it out. But, but then when I think about, Ooh, but if they're in this situation without me, it would really make me upset or like worry, like, how dare you did that with that if I wasn't around, uh, but I've ended up in so many situations and we're in Denali in Denali national park. You can just go hike wherever. So it's total, like it's back country, even though the road's right there. And in theory, the bus will come pick you up whenever, but we are hiking up, I think it was Igloo Mountain, and we are like two thirds of the way up and like the storm cloud comes in out of nowhere. You're like, dang it, there's no, you can't, there's no cover. And like the amount of shale, if you hike in the lower 48, you never have this shale, but you're, I know you're familiar with it because I've hiked up like um, in Canmore area. It seems like in Canada, Canadian Rockies, there's shale that you have to hike up and down all the time. But it's, yeah. really it's like super steep and slippery. Going up is one thing, going back down and it's raining. And I'm like, I'm going to lose a kid right now. I'm going to, I can't believe I put myself in this situation with my kids. And like, it would end up being okay. But same thing with it, like super cold, the bus never showed up. So we had to hike back five miles on the road to, and you're just like, <gasps> I don't think it was quite mild hypothermia, but I get cold extremely fast. So I was like, <laughs> what was I thinking? I'm such a bad mom. <laughs> So it's probably better for you to listen to Annika and play it safe. Don't do like I do, because I have this tendency to get us in weird situations. And I tell my kids, don't be like me when, when I'm not around. But if I'm around, we'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I think it is. Like, it's like that, you know, I always think, like, especially now, I'm like, you know, so much like you can be fine 99% of that time but then there's that 1% chance where it's like you really would have wished that you would have been prepared <laughs> at least yeah. a little better yeah I'm horrible so. about that uh so I have to ask after getting to know you uh I ask everybody I interviewed do you know your Enneagram no I wanted to know like see if like talking to you now I'm like dang you might be the same same combo as me but I'll, I'll what is that Enneagram, it's, there's like nine numbers and it kind of talk, it, it puts you in a box. Don't you just love being put in a box of like, it's a personality <laughs> type based on your core desire. And I, I would have guessed before I talked to you that you were a nine wing eight, but I would, I'm thinking maybe the, I'm not a, I'm an eight wing seven. You're probably an eight wing nine because you actually think about safety, which I <laughs> don't think about safety, but you're pretty challenge driven eights are very much challenge driven oh I want to do that can you send me the link I will send you the link yeah <laughs> oh, awesome I actually like those boxings because obviously you can go outside the box but yeah you know it's fun to know like you know some of those personality things because it can resonate too with you it'd be like oh yeah like that's interesting about me or what do I maybe need to work on <laughs> yeah for sure and then I like seeing like matches up because um the whole, like, the girls and I now have this whole other platform, Making Mindfulness Fun, where we talk all about our Enneagrams and chakras and things like that. But um, you have a number and then you have a growth number. So like an eight grows to be more like the characteristics of a two, which is my husband. And it's kind of funny because I'm always telling him like, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, I'm like, 
you have to think like this and you have to be like this. But the fact is that it's like, I have to, to be a better version of me, I have to be more like him and like less, <laughs> like less driven, a little more compassion, probably more safety oriented. And it's, it's cool to see like who, who you end up matching up with. I should say on the safety side, like, <laughs> like there's other stories that I can say, like, you know, I go down a kayaking thing and I'm like, am I going to die on this? Yeah. Like, well, is it, if I fall, like, will I die? They're like, no, probably not. Like, you'll be fine. I'm like, okay, let's go. And I'll yeah. like literally swim crazy ca canyons and I'll do like, my husband will tell me before I go out with my like girlfriends on a hike or climb or even surfing. He's like, just remember us. <laughs> And I do, like, I literally, I have to make a conscious decision to, like, be, like, I'm not just me anymore. Like, I think I used to just go and do things, like, some yeah, of those stories I have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it just used to be what it was. And he's just, like, you're so, you know, he's, like, my, my one friend's super cautious. He's, like, I'm really happy you're going with her because... <laughs> she'll keep you in check <laughs> and then when you have with your kids you start seeing like the balance so there's nine numbers and it's always interesting that of I have a kid of each different number so out of seven of us we've got seven numbers covered and which means like everyone has a different desire out of life out of their day out of like so when I homeschool I I do it differently based on each kid or when we travel like some kids do well with certain parts and uh, type threes are, are overachievers. So hence Gabby, who goes and wants to climb everything and it, it, it works for her. It's, it's just funny. It's, I know, I don't like to, I always am cautious when I ask people because some people are like, don't put me in the box, but I love overanalyzing stuff like that. So it's, it's fun. Yesterday, Gabby gave us this. It'd be fun to do that for my kids. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to pick up when they're really young, but I think when you know, when you know the numbers pretty well, and then you can start to see tendencies. Maybe you're the five-year-old, yeah. maybe a little less, but I still sometimes think like, you know your kid, like there, there's definitely some, some part in there that they're like, oh yeah, you're, I mean, you're a seven-year-old if she's going down a black diamond. Good chance. She's probably a three or an eight. So she's very like, I don't want like to put them in boxes, especially yet. Cause I'm like, kids can change. Like she used to be extremely sensitive and now she's not as sensitive as she was, but she definitely is someone who is like the overachiever she's cautious she's quite cautious but once she can do it she will try and she loves to read like she'll get so into something almost like she wants to be the expert at it and be really really good at it okay um which is interesting but then yeah. she's also cautious i don't know it'll be interesting i, I would just be i would just have fun looking at it <laughs> yeah uh, she sounds like gabby a little bit yeah <laughs> That's, gabby i mean at seven yeah gabby was pretty cautious um, we had a gymnastics facility, so that helped because they would come in and train every day in gymnastics. And so their, their physical or their kinesthetic awareness was really good from a young age. And then they're, cool. they're training every day, so their strength and flexibility was so high. But if, if I had taken her outside of that scenario, she probably would have been like, she would not have been snowboarding down the black side of the page. <laughs> Well, yeah, I laugh. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> My seven year old, like, she'll sometimes be like, Mom, like, she doesn't always trust me. <laughs> I'm 
she knows that I can be crazy. And she's like, mom, you're joking me in these crazy trees again. I'm like, ah, it's fun. <laughs> just don't hit one. Don't be like, yeah. you'll be fine. Just don't hit one. Okay. <laughs> and then, so, but then she had an instructor and she like listened to him so well. And I'm like, oh, you just don't trust me sometimes. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I can relate. Oh, well, Annika, you, um, we tell them where they can find you and where they can get a co copy of your book and get notified when your app gets released this year. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, so you can check out Born to be Adventurous um, on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can check out Trail Collective as well on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can check out borntobeadventurous.com and that has, um, that's our website that's, you know, general outdoor family information. Trailcollective.com is already out, but it's just a very basic site right now, but we are always looking for contributors. So if you love to hike, we would love you to contribute to our trails, um, and help more families get that information that they need. And, and then, yeah, join the Born to be Adventurous Mamas group. Oh, and my book. That's right. <laughs> my See? book. Yeah, yeah. So much. <laughs> you can find my book on my website underneath. So bornbeadventures.com underneath my book. Um, yeah. And order it through that. Yeah. <laughs> that <awesome>. area. <laughs> well, I had fun chatting with you. Yeah, I, me too. With you, I like, I feel like I've been following you for so long. It's nice to connect. I love following your family's adventures. You guys are so inspirational and yeah, I just look up to you as like a really awesome mom. I'm like, that's me in a few, you know, like with my family adventuring with my 20 year olds, you know, so it's awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think our next uh, project, like I said, we have, um, I mean, we have our nomads with a purpose and all that stuff. And I love that part. But the girls and I have been doing just so much with mindfulness and consciousness that I think I'm like, ah, oh, kind of like how probably you were a year ago that I'm like, oh, I want to, I want to get an app for um, like meditation and understanding chakras and all, all that spirituality side of it. And it's like, oh, I'm like so close, but it's summer. So I want to go play and have fun. And I don't yeah. want to bring on another project, but maybe come fall. I'm, I'm, I don't know. There's these, all these ideas and all these signs. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm scared. It's so much work. So I'll watch how you do it with the Trail Collective and then see if I can. Yeah. Any questions? I've learned a ton. I have a good support system now, a network of people that are helping me kind of figure out how to make it happen. So any questions you have? And do you have a website currently for what you're doing or? For makingmindfulnessfun.com. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's, it, I, I'm really amazed because I can't take very much credit for it. Um, but what's, what's nice is to see that it, all those years of homeschooling and nurturing the kids and taking them adventuring, like it, it's more Gabby and Isabel's platform. I mean, I'm on there, but they've, they've done just such a great job with like setting up the website and you should follow Isabel on, um, her, she has a kids mindfulness. Um, like her Instagram is all about uh, keep it mindful kids. It's all about teaching parents how to teach their kids to be more mindful and like making meditation fun oh, and cool. building creativity and confidence and stuff like that. So it's, yeah, that's been, I like seeing that, that side of them as much as we love to adventure. It's just kind of nice to bring on this other side of. Happiness. Yeah. And I think that's really is like, you know, adventuring is great and all that stuff, but what, you know, seeing what your kids 
can do. Like, that's incredible. You send me that information. I'd love to like follow along. And I'd love to share to that. I think a lot of women and moms would benefit from that in our groups. Yeah. So let's send that along and I'll share it out. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I think right now that's probably what just the every seeing what's happened in the last year and how, you know, overwhelmed people feel and, you know, seeing people step into so much fear and like trying to find a platform where like, you know, step out of the fear for a little bit and recenter yourself has been big. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. All right, Annika, thanks for hopping on. I'm sorry that I got the time wrong. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's okay I think it's so hard figuring it out all together but yeah thanks for having me it's, it's awesome <laughs> all right sounds good hopefully we get to connect again soon <laughs> sounds good bye okay. thanks bye